Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to our 30th episode. We have a very special episode planned for you today. We actually have five people sitting around at a very small table. So, uh, we'll just go around and introduce ourselves. I'm Barrett, I'm back, feeling much better than I did last week. Hallelujah. And let's just go. And I'm way. Chad, back on the podcast. Very happy that you guys let me come back. And, um, you know, I'm very excited to see where this goes. But well, we didn't let you on by choice. Uh, I am a man, <laughs> and I have been here before. Hi, it's Lady Avril again. Hello, it's Lady Mycelia again. I'm glad they also let me back on. Hopefully by choice. <laughs> Before we get started, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and a written five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, tell your friends. The word of mouth is the only way we get around, sadly. And uh, anything else we usually say? And ring the bell to get notified every time we release an episode, which is Fridays at 6 o'clock. In the morning. In the morning. <laughs> you said that like you were just really frustrated that I said that. Yes, a man, in the morning. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's just kind of an unusual time for to release it at 6 o'clock in the evening. Or maybe not, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like... Well, I don't know. Maybe we should try that. Just release it at the evening this time. I mean, you usually forget to edit anyway, so... Wow. <laughs> usually. <laughs> we just mentioned that you've never edited, so... We're getting once in a while. Why don't we move on to our movie segment? So for this segment, apparently I'm introducing all the segments. <laughs> so for this segment, we will be reviewing... Star Wars, The Revenge of the Sith. Now, I think we can split the table evenly on who likes this movie and who doesn't, or maybe just Chad is the only one on this table who doesn't like this movie. But, um, let's pull up the IMDb page here. Did you mention what movie we're reviewing? I said Star Wars, The Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Just making sure, because I usually don't listen to you while you're talking. <laughs> okay. And to clarify, I don't dislike this movie i just don't find it as the best star wars movie there are better in my opinion so which is the best then the best is all three of the first ones combined four five and six they're all equally amazing so and rogue one i will say the best standalone star wars movie is rogue one i can agree with that so this movie was released in 2005 it's 220 minutes. It's a 7.6 on IMDb, which is fairly, fairly good. Um, and it grossed... Uh, his budget was $113 million. Uh, gross U.S. and Canada was $380 million. Opening weekend U.S. and Canada was $108 million, and gross worldwide was $868 million. So, as usual, Star Wars makes that bank... So, I think that Chad over here is kind of like the objective. Yes, the originals, if you look at filmmaking standpoint, storytelling standpoint, they are the best. But, I would say that the prequels, Revenge of the Sith, especially, are some of my favorites. But I would agree with that, actually. Yeah. Same here. Like... <clears throat> the originals are just the originals, right? They're just 
the best because they're they were the first and yeah the filmmaking was uh really good at that time but revenge of the sith is a very entertaining like i feel like it even if it's not like that well made and it just still keeps you entertained right like with the bad dialogue and all the memes that you get from that like that's one of my favorite parts is just all the memes and then the um fight battle or the battle in the end the battle of heroes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Definitely. I would have watched like, the entire Star Wars saga just for the Battle of the Heroes and the Duel of the Fates. But yeah, you have to admit, Chad, that the prequels do have the best lightsaber fights. Well, that is true, only because of the development of visual effects as time went on. What the original three did with less was really impressive, but I will say that as technology advanced for the prequels, that we benefited with good lightsaber fights too so Mm -hmm. yes okay that is good and i can't argue with the memes i love the (laughs) memes from the third one and from the prequels in general because as a trilogy they are very memeable and it's it it just goes to show like you got quality in the first three as in four five six and then memeability and humor from the next three Mm -hmm. yeah i do think that the original the, the, the prequel Star Wars trilogy does get put down a little bit too much because of the bad dialogue. And George Lucas admits that the dialogue was bad, but he says that he was going for spectacle more over dialogue. Hmm. But really, the... Mo- like, not... It's, the dialogue isn't... Is only... is gets the worst, I should say, with Anakin and Padme. But when it's not Anakin and Padme... It is much better. Like, you don't notice it as much. Because just think, like, Obi-Wan's dialogue. Hello there. I mean, that is legendary. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the most epic scenes in all of the Star Wars movies that I've seen, which is all of them, so I don't know why I phrased it like that, (laughs) would have to be when Obi-Wan and and Anakin fought. That's who it was, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Just making sure I got that right. Because that's that's about one of my favorite scenes, and... Mm -hmm. I don't know. There was a lot riding on the moment. And so I understand, like, that I suppose critically the first, the original trilogy would probably be the better one. But I did find Revenge of the Sith to just be overwhelmingly fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I would agree with that with the, um, the end battle. Um, I will say that the, um, I'm just going to refer to it as number three. I mean, Revenge of the Sith. But um, yeah, number three is um, really, really good. I would say it gets like really depressing towards the end. That's the only thing I don't like about it. So it gets like puts you in a bad mood. <laughs> um, but I would say even though it gets darker towards the end, like there's so much emotion built up, you know, and it like mm-hmm. really connects you to certain characters and i don't know yeah i i would agree that it's it's really good i think it was a perfect way to end the prequels trilogy because you already know the rest of the story and the fact that you do know the rest of the story makes the ending to this trilogy so much better Mm -hmm. because you understand the arc that darth vader eventually goes through and you see darth vader you're like oh my word it's darth vader you know you finally see anakin fully fleshed out as darth vader yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to add to that. I think it was about the best ending they could have done for the original trilogy. The, yeah. the prequel trilogy. Right. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> See, there's I mean? the prequels, the sequels, and then the originals. Right. Scheduling. I was. <laughs> I, I will say the other thing I really um appreciate about the third uh the third movie is that um kind of like I said before, you, you get emotionally connected to certain characters and uh you see the conflict in the relationship between Anakin and Padme, even if their dialogue is <laughs> not that great. Um, oh, like I, I really, <laughs> I think, um, I think, I think they did a pretty good job of um, kind of showing what that would actually be like if you were in that situation. You know, um, yeah, I thought that was good. And the plot isn't too bad, honestly. Just like how the plot is structured. The only really downside to it, it would be the cheesy dialogue, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be real, I never noticed a problem with it, so. The dialogue? Yeah. Not or even Anakin anything. and Padme's dialogue? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it was a couple years ago that I watched it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Padme, when I think of life without you, I just can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fat Rat, ever since I met you, it's been great looking into the very deep and nitty-gritty aspects of movies. But for half of them, they kind of just have been ruined because, oh, yeah, the dialogue was bad. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't notice till you said anything. <laughs> but again, the prequels are basically famous because they're that bad dialogue. Yep. Fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, was it... Was it in that same movie? <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen these two. Um, was it in the same movie that, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting his name? But like the cyborg guy, you know, it's that battle. General Grievous? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that battle. Yeah. So that battle good. good. General Grievous is an epic general. He's mm-hmm. the best of the separatist generals, definitely. And I'd have to agree with uh, Lady Avril's point earlier on the emotional attachment and tragedy once the big reveal in order 66 actually happens it's incredibly crushing and like you had built up so much attachment to these characters and to uh the storyline and then i feel like while the memes that we gained out of this movie are great and the jokes that are made of it it really diminishes how good it was in attaching mm-hmm. you to the characters and to the story because mm-hmm. you watch that and then you get to the end fight with Anakin <laughs> and Obi-Wan and every single line that they say is a meme. <laughs> every oh gosh, single so line. <laughs> so, yeah. so as if you think about it, that fight is so many conflicting emotions. The entire mm-hmm. previous two movies of them growing together is that's a huge thing and then you mm-hmm. just hear i have the high ground and you're like that's hilarious. <laughs> so it it was so close but yet it's like oh come on. you you had all the pieces and then just like mm. dropped them on the floor so that's that's my beef you might say with with episode three is like decide if you want to be a meme or a, mm-hmm. a really good production and conclusion to the prequels so that's that's my only issue is like make up your mind yeah i can um i can actually agree with that i never i guess thought of it that way but you have you made a really good point um the 
it is a very emotional movie if you think about it, but when you com- not compare it, but add to it with the Clone Wars um, TV show, the animated one, it it makes it so much more emotional. Like, I know the movie in of itself, but when you, like, because it's seven seasons and it's, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan and all these different characters, and you can really see their relationship grow, and it just makes the end battle even more powerful. That is also an excellent point, because I until I had seen the Clone Wars, the end of Revenge of the Sith hadn't really impacted me as much as I did when I had seen it. I haven't finished the Clone Wars yet. I'm on the very final season. Uh, just a few episodes left. But it definitely does enhance Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith very much by adding to that story. So, also, I have to mention this because, you know, I'm Fat Rat. <laughs> John <laughs> Williams' score, is this is probably... Okay, I won't say the best of Star Wars before, but some of the cues in the score, especially the one during Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight, is mm-hmm. phenomenal how he did that. Definitely. And if you listen to the Anakin's theme, this is kind of just a random fact, but if you listen to Anakin's theme uh, from the prequels, especially in Phantom Menace, uh, you hear the same notes that are used in the Imperial March, which is really oh, cool. Oh, that is cool. Wow. More you know. So it's like a foreshadowing within the movie. It's kind of Yeah. <laughs> so one um theory that I've heard which I think I would agree with, but at the end of the movie when you know Padme is dying, is it her actually dying from heartbreak or is it Palpatine mm-hmm. siphoning off her life force to heal Anakin? Whoa. <laughs> I I've never heard that theory. Oh my gosh. Wait, but that's not how Melechlorians works, is it? Because remember Darth Plague? Do you remember Darth Plague, just the wise? Uh, Plagueis the wise. Plagueis. (laughs) (laughs) He regenerates. He learns how to regenerate the midichlorians in a person. But does he ever have to use somebody else's life force? Was it the midichlorians? Say that. Was it those or was it just simply healing them, not the midichlorians? I don't know if he ever specified that. As the I thought he said re- that Darth Plagueis learned how to regenerate the midichlorians within your body. And also, my, my point is is that Darth Plagueis never drew from another person's life force as far as I know. True, but we don't know if he ever was able to um, obtain the power that his master had of healing people and bringing them back. Well, we kind of assumed that by the story. Because Palpatine. Well, but he said he was trying to find this power, and it was going to be a journey with him and Anakin to obtain this power so that he could eventually save Padme. Obviously, that didn't happen. Or was that simply bait? I was just going to say, I think Palpatine was captain. <laughs> and, yeah, I guess, I mean, why trust him in that? But I think it's kind of a proof-by-lack-of-evidence argument in that way, because... From all we know from the movie is that that wasn't needed and that that didn't happen and that we assume from the movie that it was heartbreak, but there's no proof that it wasn't Palpatine drawing the life force from him. That is true. That is why it's a theory, but just the, I have a very hard time believing that Padme died of heartbreak because, okay, now I'm getting into all the, like the books and stuff, but I've read a few books and she's a very strong character. I mean, she had the wits to have a decoy right when she went to Coruscant mm-hmm. and her decoy I mean died because you know someone tried to kill her 
<laughs> and then if you look in Clone Wars as well, she's a very strong character. So it just doesn't logically make sense that, and I feel like she'd want to live for her kids and not just be as selfish as being like, oh, well, he turned on the dark side, so I'm going to die because I'm sad. You know what? You do have a, you do have a point there because uh, she does kind of say that she still has hope. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So that is interesting that you bring that up, but it also could just be an inconsistency in the story. That is true. You guys got really deep really quick. <laughs> Since we're on um, fringe theories, can we can we relate Darth Jar Jar to this okay, movie? Okay, I, I knew you'd bring that up. I, I knew you'd bring that up. I haven't seen this uh, movie in a while, so I don't remember how much of Jar Jar is in it, but we was, need to talk about Darth Jar Jar. He's okay. like barely in it, I think. I was going to say, the one thing that the movie is Enough missing is Jar Jar Binks. He is, uh, there's like one shot of Jar Jar mm-hmm. in the Senate, and well, that's, that's it. And yeah. the movie feels it. It's It's terrible. Well, it's probably because once he casts the cast the final vote to make Palpatine the the uh, emperor, he just he slinks back behind the shadows to continue running things as he has been for the past, you know, however many episodes. Jar Jar's just the true emperor. He he yeah. really is, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. The true the true emperor never shows his face. That's why he has Palpatine that's as what, his pawn. That's that's what they should have done with uh, the sequel trilogy. Is just turn yes. Jar Jar Binks into the villain. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Okay, but I do disagree that Jar Jar Darth Jar Jar is non-existent. He's Jar Jar Binks. Clone Wars literally proves that he cannot use the Force because there's one where he pretends to be a Jedi. You're just an unbeliever. <laughs> Again, it's proof by lack of evidence. There's no proof that Jar Jar Binks isn't a Jedi, isn't a Sith. Sorry. Who said he had to use the Force? Maybe his mind is his is his tool that he exactly uses. proof by lack of evidence. We cannot prove any of this from the canon we have because George Lucas probably never thought of it until he went on Twitter or something. Wait, I do have or a Reddit. question though because I have heard that one of George Lucas's like original plans was to have Jar Jar Binks as a Sith, and then he scrapped that after like the first movie. But he scrapped it. And because George Lucas is a terrible writer, he accidentally wrote it into <laughs> the trilogy. That he... Yeah. But um, I'm well, going to stand by this. Because he's actually a, yeah. a good writer. Because yeah. he remember uh-huh. he didn't make the original trilogy. Yeah, he did. Yes, you no, can't. He, you can't just one make the other. There are still there are still some issues. But his writing then is bad. No, but, hey, Andrew Lucas. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Which I respect that he created it, but I mean, there are a few things that like his world building was kind of funny to look at too. And if you look at a top down diagram of the Millennium Falcon, it looks like somebody just throwing rooms at a donut or at, at a circle oh, is yeah. the way he laid it out. It's it's hilarious. Also remember that he did have a limited budget and nobody thought Star Wars was actually going to succeed. Imagine what the what sequel, the last three movies, would have been if Disney would have gone along with George Lucas's script. Like, that was, I believe now, correct me if I'm wrong, but he actually, that was part of the contract of with Disney for George Lucas selling Star Wars to Disney was they had to use his script. If George Lucas made the sequel trilogy, it would have at least been a coherent story. <laughs> yeah, it would have at least been good. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. let's maybe not get into that, because <laughs> that could take a while. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. to Star Wars. So anyway, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, What's that movie? Oh, right, we weren't going to be talking about the movie. Yeah, a couple yeah, hours ago. <laughs> so we basically all agree that it's perfect. I'm just kidding. 
Well, it is a masterpiece, the greatest movie of all time. I will say they could have they could have named it something better, like Revenge of Darth Jar Jar. Oh my gosh! Revenge of the Sith still counts if he is supposedly a Sith. It's Revenge of Jar Jar, but wait, well that too. Theory, theory. There is only one Sith, and the Sith Lord that is the only Sith is Darth Jar Jar. That's why it says the Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> what? The Sith is an order. That's what you think. Well, why? Well, I can't. I can't imagine if they named it Revenge of the Sith. Like, <laughs> see, that would have been better. Too. So for the Sith, it is only two people. It is always a master and an apprentice. That is how it always will be because at one point there was an army of the sith and um darth bane was like that's not how the sith are supposed to be revenge of the two sith see darth jar jar and palpatine <laughs> this is how it started and then jar jar exactly. disappeared and palpatine took darth well no Vader. but i thought the other one has to wait no because darth there's jar a darth maul is he considered sith or more of an inquisitor he's a pawn of darth jar jar <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Actually, I wouldn't. I yes. wouldn't call him a Sith. Yeah, he'd, join he'd, the he'd side. Be, right. yeah. he'd be more of an Inquisitor. He's like an unofficial Sith. Wait. So uh, his name should not be Darth Maul then. You only get the Darth title if you're Sith. His name. I think he's be more of an unofficial shopping Sith. mall. Yeah. <laughs> because like he was, wasn't he like brought back to life by those freaky that freaky cult? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So technically, yeah, he's he's kind of an unofficial. Very cool Sith, though. He has an interesting story in Clone Wars, too. Yeah. Very interesting story. Robot legs. <laughs> Honestly, those robot legs at first do look ridiculous. Yeah. They look like, sure. yeah, little AT-ATs. <laughs> okay. Wait. Question. When does Anakin truly become Darth Vader? Is it when he's, like, named by Palpatine, or is it when he does his dark deed? He's named by Palpatine because you don't become a knight until you're knighted. I say when his lightsaber turns red. Yeah. Is it... But isn't that not until Imperfect, the New Hope that his lightsaber saber turns red? Yeah, I believe so. So I guess the better question is when does he truly turn Sith? I have a theory to propose. Darth Vader was never Anakin. <laughs> It was always Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> That's where he went. Yeah. Wait, a minute. Wait a minute. Does that mean that Darth Jar Jar was like, I'm your father? Yeah. He just wanted to confuse everyone. <laughs> so, Luke Skywalker is half Luke Jar Jar. It's half Gungan. Yeah. That's why he's so dumb. <laughs> and the one time that Darth Vader does take off his mask to show his face, that was a decoy just to throw everyone off the tracks. And he comes back in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. That's who Snoke is. It's Jar Jar Binks. That deformed Jar Jar Binks. That's who Emperor Snoke is. Yeah. Wow, this is working so perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Age didn't treat him too well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, his face kind of shrunk. Oh, him. yeah. Also, when Darth Jar Jar played the role of Darth Vader, he actually got rid of his speech impediment. So. Yeah. It was. Well, Lisa, that's. Lisa, your father. <laughs> Well, see, it was all a front. Right. So it was it was fake the entire time, the Jar Jar voice. In reality, he has the deep Darth Vader voice. Darth Jar Jar built a big bomb bad weapon. <laughs> Misa called it the Death Star. <laughs> That's no meme. <laughs> That's a Death Star. <laughs>
Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we need to end this review. I have more to say, but let's just end it. Yep. Hello there. <laughs> General Kenobi. General Kenobi. <coughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, since we've already talked about Star Wars and, you know, Star Wars has to do with aliens, we thought for philosophy segment it would be somebody thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> To discuss aliens, not the movie, but the, the the concept of beings from another planet that exist. Do they exist? Why do they exist? Do they actually exist? How many yes. times am I going to rephrase the same question? <laughs> so, Mycelia here has said yes, so let's have her defend her point. Uh, I was hoping Chad would start that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I can start this if you want, because I have a question for everyone. Oh, okay. As opposed to asking, are there aliens? We really need to ask, are there not aliens? Okay, you can just shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> Go into your little corner and just be quiet. I'm pretty sure you guys are all from Jupiter. I am from Pluto, what? actually. I'm it's not a planet. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you're not a real alien, then? No. You're, you're like an off-brand alien? Yeah, I'm an off-brand alien. <laughs> That's alien. why. I, that's why I was. I was like the only alien on Pluto, and the rest of the aliens not me. Kick me off. That's that's why when it was then called, then it was knocked off of planet because there were. That's why Pluto wasn't a planet anymore because I was kicked off of it. Oh, so you're like the king of Pluto? Yeah, I am the king of Pluto. You were the I'm king the only, of Pluto. Yeah, I was the king of Pluto. Okay, so, so you're like kind of the king of nobody. So, because <laughs> I get really self conscious about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I. I... It's I mean, you were the king over the whole planet. Like that. I mean, the whole dwarf planet? Whatever they call it now. Just stop talking. Okay, <laughs> okay so, so okay, we, we have some people who are willing to defend aliens. So let's 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 hear their let's hear their take on it. Alright, I'll I'll do you a favor and start off on this one. <laughs> as much as much as I like to troll a little bit and be like yes aliens are here and everything i think that it's interesting to think of the possibility because if you think billions and trillions of stars and galaxies and in an infinite universe the fact is that there's plenty of space out there for the aliens to be in <laughs> so it's like free real estate you, you know you can't be expected for us humans to use all of the universe so, I mean, I think that it's at least extremely feasible. People who say that, oh, there's absolutely no chance, I say, why not? Okay, well, here's my take on it would be that, so everything is, pro everything is possible, but not everything is probable. So it's possible that there is aliens. Yes, it is possible, but is it probable? So let's look at it. So we live on Earth, right? And everything is so specifically made to sustain life on Earth, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is so specifically made. If one thing was off, like this little thing, humans would not be able to sustain, like the Earth would not be able mm -hmm. to sustain life. That's true. Okay. So, can I finish my point? Yes, sorry. sorry. <laughs> All right. So my point is, is that there could be life out there. But I don't think it could be sentient. Mm -hmm. And 
just the possibility is not very probable just because like you said there's a ton of planets out there yep, okay yes there could be a planet but it would have to be exactly like ours to sustain our kind of life which is usually what we how we think about aliens sure they maybe have gills or something like that but okay but i don't know if probable would be the right word because you have an infinite amount of space well we don't would... know that we have an infinite amount of space okay but there's many galaxies and many spa- a lot of space and space so i mean it would yes it's highly unlikely but if there's that much space <laughs> then i feel like it can be probable that there is some sort of being out there i would agree maybe not sentient but and i'd like to yeah. go off of that too is what is more probable that we're the only one out of trillions of of planets and galaxies that exist we're the only one that has sentient life or that as we can see here there's sentient life here why is that not possible because because like i said everything is so specific that there is sentient life here and also if we look at this from like so i don't so non-sentient life could be probable but the thing is like c.s lewis speculated speculated about this in the space trilogy is that that aliens would be without sin because mm-hmm. you'd have to think about this from a biblical perspective because right. if these aliens exist they are created by god yeah so i do have a question so if if there was like sentient life or whatever are these aliens made in the image of god precisely and also the bible gives tells us that the stars and planets are made and it says that humans are put on earth but it never says anything about other creatures being placed on different planets can i mention oh, sorry Go ahead. no you please okay uh, my thought was, if we're looking at this from the atheistic scientific point of view, then it is 100% possible, and in fact kind of likely, that mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. else in our universe, life just spawned, like we, like scientists believe it happened on Earth, you know, because that makes sense, apparently. <laughs> but it doesn't, and we, we, of course, don't agree with that. So we would have to believe that it would be created by God for there to mm-hmm. be any other life outside of Earth. And... I mean, the Bible really doesn't talk about life anywhere else. It says that on Earth, God created man and woman. and Yeah, I, we have no biblical proof. Uh, and again, it's proof by lack of evidence, I would say. Yeah. Because sure, there's infinite possibilities, but we have no proof of anything else. And it, all we can do is guess. Yep. And I would guess, and like I said, it's probable, but unlikely. Like, possible, but not probable. Mm-hmm. And... I don't want you guys to think I'm just jumping on like, oh yeah, that's a possibility. And I have, in fact, thought about how God plays into this whole situation and thought about those objections. And the fact is that humans, earth, planets, the entire everything was created for God's pleasure. So if we as humans were created for God's pleasure and for God to get glory, there's no reason that he wouldn't, he is restricted in not mm-hmm. creating other beings for his pleasure. Let me finish here. There were like three different points right. <laughs> to finish. I, I, I know you want to say something. So when my hands start moving. You know. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but so it is entirely possible and even perhaps likely that God would want to create another race 
or another creature on the trillions and trillions of planets that exist for his glory. That's equally likely that he said, you know what, I'm sticking with man and staying with that. So I see it as both parts probable. It's entirely probable, but not okay. necessarily likely. We, we need to decide possible and probable. Because I've been defining probable as in likely. As likely, yes. And, I, then, I... and then possible as not likely, but could still happen. That's how I've been defining possible and improbable. I just feel yeah. like we need to get, right. get that clear. Yes, that's a good point. So the fact is that there's there's nothing saying God couldn't have. And mm -hmm. if he did, it's up to him if they're created in God's image. They may have never fallen. They may have never sinned or disobeyed God or however he set up things. So they may be without sin. They may be... Um, I doubt God would create something incapable of sinning because he's in the favor of free will, but um, at least something sentient that is, you know, because we have animals that God also created. But if if they are sentient, you know, I think it's just like there's no reason for God to be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm also doing something on the like trillions and trillions of light years away that, you know, you're never going to interact, but, you know, it exists, just so you know. But I feel like it's very possible. So, wait, okay, but again, there, then have... there's also, like, no proof that God did do that. That's the problem. Right. Because I, I, I feel I, like God might, might have said I something. I do have a question. So, <laughs> how would you explain, um, so, you know, let's say there are some aliens who are made in the image of God who live on another planet and like, let's yeah, say they like haven't that. fallen. Right. So how would you explain that God is willing to destroy the entire universe, including that planet for our sins, even though they haven't sinned? How do you think that's fair to them? At what okay. point does God destroy the entire universe? Well, Sorry he creates a, a, he creates a new heaven and a new earth, you know? Well, we would also say there would probably be But also, again, who would we be to judge that? You know what I mean? Right, and mm -hmm. uh, that's another thing I was, I was going to get to is, well, first of all, the new heaven and new earth, that's New Jerusalem coming down and basically earth being like, you know what, boom, that's up. Oh, <laughs> I see it is pretty easy to whack. <laughs> um, the, the new heaven and new earth, that's New Jerusalem coming down and earth being like, all right, completely destroyed and then new heaven new earth as as in heaven as in our atmosphere right so the the heaven the heavens that there are three of them in the bible there's first heaven which is here on earth our atmosphere the air second heaven which is space and then third heaven which is heaven with god you know where where he is now hmm. and where if we die we go to heaven and if we're saved obviously so I think that's what he means when he says a new heaven and a new earth because it's New Jerusalem coming down and it's like this giant cube of all these gems mm -hmm. and stuff like, boom, it's here and earth is made new. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that that destroys the entire universe. So, okay, well, but does, so the um, thing is, I, I do have a, a, an yeah. objection to that. So, so when we die, our body literally decays and then we get a new body when we go to heaven, like the current heaven, how it is right now. But then, like, 
when the end of the world comes <laughs> and revelation, you know, comes true. Um, how does that make sense that like all of these, these souls are in heaven right now. And then all of a sudden we come back to this physical place. Okay. So this we're, entire, where's aliens? In the- these, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Like this entire, like this new heaven, new earth thing is based on whether these creatures are sentient. And I think that we can guess that they could be aliens, but I do not think that they could be sentient. Right, I can agree with that too. I was just saying it is possible that they make them sentient. You know, it's just harder for us to uh, comprehend at that point. But um, everything is possible. Yeah. Can I? Sorry, can I mention something real quick? An important distinction: sentient means to sense or perceive things. I think you're thinking of rational, meaning to distinguish with logic and reason. Okay, like a, a being with a soul. And yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Made in the image of God, I would say. Mm-hmm. And also, if they're made in the image of God, they would look like us and act like us. We like yeah. us. And it's sense this. So they basically need to be true. a replica of Earth. Well, unless maybe, this is like an inter- Maybe not necessarily. Why? Well. I don't know. I'm trying to formulate my thought <laughs> real quick. But I mean, there's different sides of God, right? I guess he did kind of supposedly give us just small pieces of everything of him to us, but he could have, you know, changed that where those people are more um, powerful or um, mm. all-knowing. Like, I don't know. I'm just yeah, I'm yeah. guessing. And side note, I don't, honestly, I'm not sure if I believe aliens are real or not. I was earlier, I was just kind of trying to start the conversation be funny. Otherwise, I'm not really sure where I stand on that. Okay, so the thing is, is that God says we make them in our image. And we take Mm -hmm. what God says and have it to be true. And so we say we are in God's image. And we can get, like, speculative but I do not think that speculation is right in any way, shape, or form. Because that's, like, the Bible has nothing to say that that we're any different than, I mean, of course, we're, <laughs> we're not all-powerful beings. <laughs> but he made us in our image, and so we assume that we are his image. Yeah. We're not one of his images. Definitely, if we're aliens exist, they are beautiful. Because there's no, like... <laughs> That sounds funny, but like, no, for real. Like, if aliens were to exist and if they're made in the image of God, they can't be ugly. You know what I mean? Wait a minute. Okay, hang on. <laughs> okay, this is like opening it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, well oh my I, gosh. again, but I'm just saying, like, singular image. He does not say we 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 are going to make them in one of our images. You know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. I, that's the point I'm making. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is getting a bit sidetracked and also on the on the topic of being made in the image of God this is a whole nother thing that I that I even don't quite fully understand all the points of but basically the fact that we're no longer in the image of God because we were created in that way and then we fell the human race fell and the world fell so no longer at that point were we in the image of God and generations pass and I'm sure that was very quickly um, adjusted for however God chose like I said I, I don't know exactly all the points on this, yeah. on this no, no, theory, no, I'm, not, I'm not trying to refute you in fact I, I agree with you 
Yeah, is that we're no longer in God's image, but I don't think we'd be more in the image of Adam because we yes. were the center of Adam. Yep, we are. Yeah, and um, getting back to aliens. <laughs> so I I I never I said that I entirely believe that they do exist. I think it's very possible, very very possible, to the fact to the extent that to say it's not possible, there's no way is like why would you say that when there's so much that is like not necessarily proof but so much opportunity for it i'll never say never i guess <laughs> that is true can we agree though this is kind of a pointless conversation though <laughs> yeah it, it <laughs> is but yeah. it's just all speculation it doesn't change the fact that of what's going on on earth and everything yeah. else so here's a theory but also <laughs> also we are on the ratman <laughs> podcast so we do have a lot of <laughs> we do have a lot. Cut that noise. <laughs> we do have a lot of pointless conversations on this podcast. What are you gonna say? Here's my theory. Oh dear. <laughs> what if God created a species that lives on every single planet, but we all live on different planes of existence so that two species cannot perceive or interact Whoa. with each other? Okay, we need to change segments. Okay, cut, 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 cut. One last one conclusion to this. You brought up a great point, is that it it's nonsense, you know, it's not getting in anywhere. This is why God didn't say anything in the Bible. Yeah. This is what you're saying. Is like it it doesn't pertain to us. It doesn't really matter. You know, we had this conversation, wasted fifteen minutes of our life just kind of theorizing about what's possible. And I think that's why God doesn't say anything if they do or don't. It's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't pertain to us. So it's fun to think about like, ooh, that this Happen. There could okay. be a silly alien out there somewhere. This but. might be this might be like dragging it on too long, but do you guys think that like all those supposed alien sightings? Do you think those are real? No, no, no. They are like Definitely they're probably not. just uh, one of those clouds you see in the desert. You it know? was me. <laughs> I have <laughs> my my dad. That was me. I'm a fat rat. My dad and his friend uh, Jerry back in the '80s would make UFOs oh, <laughs> and, go and, and go and send them off, and they'd get in like the the local tabloid type paper they'd be like aliens <laughs> they, they did that a few times creating like some pretty elaborate aliens that or ufos that were like pretty giant i think one was like six eight feet That's <laughs> way too funny. so yeah don't believe any of the alien sightings you see but there are definitely weird things going on and some people who have way too much time on their hands to troll a bit <laughs> if somebody says something there's always gonna be one person who believes it yep Alrighty, well, why don't we head on to a device segment? Okay. Bye. This is quite the turnaround. <laughs> oh, you started recording. Oh, well. You're introducing this one, buddy. All right. We are talking about how to create and sustain long-lasting friendships, seeing as we all have long-lasting and created friendships with each other. Um, we consider ourselves slightly, slightly <laughs> experts on the subject with our, our numerous years of existence on this earth and knowing each other. So, initial thoughts on long-lasting friendships. I have an initial thought. <laughs> um, no, I would say um, some of the best advice in terms of friendships would be um, to, you know, seek out someone's friendship. So, you know, if you meet somebody, um, 
don't wait for them to come to you. Like you should be the one to um, take interest in them and, um, you know, try to build that relationship. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sorry. <laughs> Even when you originally meet someone and you aren't like immediately like super I guess interested in being their friend or like really like them or whatever I think you should always put some work into it because you never know like where that's gonna lead I know um a couple people I won't like name them or anything but originally they weren't you know the greatest friends and then nobody in this room guys <laughs> no it, there was there was. <laughs> I mean, there was but I'm talking about something different and they're still friends today and they're this sounds really similar anyways but it was me and you really <laughs> yeah i was thinking of someone else but yeah it literally was yeah, us our we parents... didn't like each other when we were in preschool yeah our I parents feel made like us hang out everybody who's met a man in like high school not, not high school <laughs> <laughs> sorry so like like in like in preschool though had that stage of relationship where like neither of them li- like neither wow of them liked each other did you just say nobody liked him in preschool <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. No, no, no. no. Everyone had a stage where they didn't like. (laughs) There we go. There we go. I would, I would disagree with. Yeah, yeah. Because like, it's more of a joke. I know, but like, if you, if you're taking that as in when you're in preschool, there's always that stage with someone that you don't like. I wouldn't. With a man. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I missed that. No, I guess people just didn't like me. <laughs> okay. I we all you, love you, man. man. Thank we you. all love you, man. Just forget that we said that. But we also... To go back on the topic of friendships, always remember that a friendship is symbiotic. All right? Is that we both contribute to the friendship. It's not one person doing everything and the other person doing the, all, all the other things. And right. communication and being like, hey, I'm part of this friendship with two. This isn't a slave and servant ordeal. <laughs> Master servant ordeal. Here's how you can think about it. Oh no. Be unlike our podcast, okay? Where both people contribute to the work. Oh. Oh wait, I just that just registered. (laughs) I'm kidding. kidding. I I know. I'm not gonna take offense to that. Okay, good. We will need to talk later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow. Speaking of talking later. Another thing about having long-lasting friendships and for them to stay alive is communication and having hard conversations because Mm -hmm. everyone being people, there's going to be people rubbing each other the wrong way. And most times with friends because you're around them more often and you see the things that rub you the wrong way because you're around them a lot. Mm -hmm. And honestly, being the first person to reach out and either say, you know, I've noticed something's off, you know, what, what am I doing? What can I do better? Or saying, look, this is, this is bothering me. I know I don't want to come and, you know, give you this bad news, like, Hey, change yourself. But having those hard conversations that seem hard, but in the end are really beneficial. That's how you keep a friendship alive, or at least it's not going to work if you don't. Mm-hmm. Also, learning how to have disagreements is another thing. Just like knowing to respect each other in that disagreement, and then uh, just kind of live in life, agree to disagree sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you still working on that one? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, little bit, little bit. By the way, I'm like, we should all probably make this clear so nobody's like, oh, is he talking about me? So, like, this is just general 
information. Like, I'm not talking, we're not talking about any specific relationships. Right, right, right. Although, Pat Rat's still breathing down my neck about the Star Trek debate. You are wrong! Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to go that loud. <laughs> yeah, clipping a little bit there. Insert Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. You can do it the best. I'm in. Wow. I'll mark that so I can insert Owen Wilson. <laughs> yes. After I say insert Owen Wilson. Well, is, but is Owen Wilson's love trademarked? Wow. I mean, <laughs> trademark. We might get sued for using Owen Wilson's wow. Wow. Let's get back on the topic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, another thing that comes to mind is like um, being willing to apologize when needed um, mm-hmm. and being the first to do that. And I think you have to recognize that there's going to be different seasons in your life. So you might have, you know, someone is your best friend for like two, three years or whatever. And then maybe... You're not so much, but you got to recognize that that will change, and that's natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I going to say? Sorry. That was a really good point. No. I'm glad you said that. Were you going to say beans? Beans. No. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, right. It's about... Uh... <laughs> Does somebody else have something to say? I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> we'll wait. This is a lot of pressure, guys. Um, <laughs> no, it was about... Um... What did you say? What just now? To no, say no, no, sorry. What did you okay, say? to say sorry first. Also, on the other flip side of that, is that the, do not expect the other person to uh, realize it. Of course, sometimes they should realize that there's something wrong. What's super obvious, but sometimes mm-hmm. something will annoy you that the mm-hmm. person had no idea. So you need to tell them, and you cannot hold it against them unless you tell them. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. until you tell them, it's your problem. Honestly, yep. Yeah, because, like I was saying, personalities will rub the wrong way, and nobody just knows what annoys somebody else until they say it, mm-hmm. right? So that's one thing. And then when it comes to friendships, of just having the mindset of it's always your turn to give and to put forth the effort mm-hmm. into the friendship and don't ever think that it's not my turn to give or be selfless in this friendship because Mm -hmm. the moment that that starts happening then nobody's putting forth the effort or being selfless or being kind then it just kind of grows stagnant and nobody's putting in the work so Mm -hmm. always working towards being the one giving is good and then if you're Mm -hmm. both doing that then everyone's giving and it's awesome and fun yeah Mm -hmm. and also do realize that you do not need to be friends with everybody. You know what I mean? There's that, mm-hmm. there is that balance of like, yes, pursue friendships, but there's a point where some people like, there, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that person. There's not necessarily anything wrong with you. You just guys won't be friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, you know, yeah, and and there's no moral obligation to be friends with that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, very similar to that, just like having different levels of friendship, uh, mm-hmm. friendship as well. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, it, basically the same thing as you're saying like you don't have to be best friends with everyone Mm -hmm. you know you can just like be like good friends or whatever and 
you know, you might have one person or two people or, or maybe no one for the time being that is your best friend, you know. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said, April. 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 Ransom. Back again already. Imagine Taylor's defense. So I'm going to pose a question, which I don't really know, but if you have a good friend and they're doing stuff that you don't agree with, but you know if you say something, they're not going to change and it might just ruin your friendship, what would be the best course of action? I think it depends on the person. I think, mm. are, are we talking about in the friendship they're doing something against or bothering you or they're doing something personally or like yeah like that like, person's doing something that you think is like immorally wrong like Immor- immoral. <laughs> as an example sure okay yeah that's all i'm okay. wondering just as an definitely yes definitely yes because mm-hmm. for one it's wrong and they need to stop and two do you, if it's if they're doing this immorally wrong thing and if they wouldn't be friends with you for pointing it out they sh- they're not a good influence enough to be a friend in yeah. that sense sorry can i say something yeah, yeah, say yeah. but if it's going like i agree but if it's gonna do nothing like they're kind of already set in their ways you really can't do anything with that person well but it's your job as a friend right. to tell them that and even if they don't listen that just shows you all the more that you should not be friends with them you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. and as the friend as the person who is in this situation there is no way to know 100% for sure because right. as much as it can be like, I've seen the pattern, I know this, this is how it's going to be. It seems so obvious that there's no reason to. There's still a chance mm-hmm. and you don't know where that person's at because some, some people may be right at the point where the one thing that they need is the friend to say, look, you, you need to stop and mm-hmm. I'm, or change or do something else and i'm here to help i want to still be your friend but this needs to change that could be the one thing even if you don't see it and honestly you gotta leave it up to god at that point because mm-hmm. you can't do it and see it all by yourself and just expect that yep i've got this i can see everything because it's it's a bigger picture than any of us can really see. Or something like yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. the Bible says, if you have a grievance with your brother, bring it to him and discuss it. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work, bring a few more friends. And if that doesn't work, bring it before the church. Not exactly sure how you'd do that, but that's what the Bible yeah. says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just like had a very... grab, grab your friend to bring him on stage. Be like, everyone... <laughs> This is a... Behold this sinner. Do not talk to them. They are a terrible person. I've tried like three times. They haven't done a single thing. Just just like kick them out, honestly. I don't know why I'm still here. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, also like, well, okay. Two, two other thoughts. One, relating to that. Um, also, like just don't underestimate the power of prayer too. And just like, you know, always be praying for your friends whether whether they like really need it or not, um, that's really important. And then also, um, yeah, just um, kind of what you were saying, Chad, um, just like always giving 
um, I think that's really important. Just, you know, doing what you can to add value to them. Um, that just does so much to build a friendship. Mm-hmm. Well said, well said, Lady Averill. Averill. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, do we want to move on to Miscellaneous, or anybody have any final closing thoughts? We're getting a little long here, so. No. That's a closing thought of itself. All right, let's go. But you know what? We might it might be our best one. Oh wait. Well, although this may be a long episode, we do have three more hosts than normal, which means 150 percent more length. <laughs> Statistically, we'd be expected to go about two and a half hours, but I doubt that will happen. Oh, we're at thirty-seven minutes. Never now? say that. <laughs> we're at fifty-seven. Oh wow. Yeah. Miscellaneous. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. We're in miscellaneous right now, actually. Whoa! Oh my Are you word. Me? No. When did that? This guy that. is sneaky. <laughs> yeah. What am I gonna do with you? Maybe it's just that you don't pay attention. It's, this is the unfiltered Ratman podcast right here. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, Ratman unfiltered. Ratman <laughs> in dark mode now. Exposed. Dark. Darkness. Clip it. Clip it. Clip it. Make it your ringtone. Darkness. You have two of them now, so. You, do you need another one? one? No, I can do it again. I really don't. All right. Yeah. No. Sure. So miscellaneous things that we can talk about. Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous, yeah. What have you been up to lately? I had a dream the other day. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. If you guys had the dreams where you just barely fall asleep and then your dream wakes you up. Yes. No. Yes. Indeed. I have them all the time. And it's so annoying because I just fell asleep and I had the dream that I was longboarding down the road and then I hit a pebble and my board stopped and I had to catch myself and then I woke up. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that... a bit more natural than my dream. <laughs> I, I had a dream. It was all of us and a couple more people in our class. Like, the entire gang was there. And we were in a minivan. But this was no normal minivan. It was, like, extended. So, there, you know how there's, like, the two bucket seats? There were, like, another two behind those. And, like, maybe another. And then, like, two back rows. So, like, everybody was piled into this minivan. And I was in the very back, very left seat. And we're in Montana at, at a log cabin and we're driving through and I'm driving in the back left seat. For some reason, there's a steering wheel and I can see absolutely nothing but trees out the window. And I'm like, okay, I hope we're not going to die. And we're, we're probably going like 50 miles an hour. And I don't know why I couldn't control. I was just steering and um, I woke up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's gosh. a riveting dream. It is. It was quite exciting. And. Oh, actually, speaking of dreams, <laughs> I've been meaning to share this dream with you guys for, like, a long time. I shared it with my Celia. This was, like, a while back. But, okay, so let's see if I can remember the whole thing. So a bunch of young adults were, like, hanging out at somebody's house, right? And this, I think this was, like, a part of some kind of organization. Anyway, so then uh, Christian organization specifically. So... So then we're like, we're hanging out. By the way, it looked like Fat Rat's basement, which is really funny. Well, that makes I mean, sense. It does make sense. Um, but then we went upstairs, and then it didn't look like your house anymore. But happens, doesn't like buildings right? just merge together. It's crazy, yeah. So anyway, so then we're all in this kitchen, and we're about to eat. 
And so then, like, this, like, middle-aged, like, leader guy is like, okay, I'm going to pray for the food. And and there's there's this guy next to me that I didn't I didn't know this guy. I guess he was like kind of cute. I don't I don't know what he looked like in the dream, but <laughs> so, he's like kinda, <laughs> so he's like kind of close to my age. And this leader guy before he before he starts praying for the food, he's just like, oh, you you two must be together or something. <laughs> Because we were standing next to each other. And, like, I was so in shock in that moment. I'm like, I don't know what to say. So neither one of us said anything to correct him. So then it got worse. Um, so then he starts praying for the food. But while he's praying for the food, he's like, all right, God, I just pray for these guys' relationship. And I pray for their future, that you just bless them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So this goes on, and it's, like, incredibly awkward. <laughs> so then this, this guy, being, like, really weird, he just all of a sudden starts, like, leaning up against my arm. <laughs> oh, my word. like, this is horrifying. Well, meanwhile, my friend from Oklahoma is, like, across the room seeing this entire thing. So finally, this excruciating prayer is, like, finally over. Um, and so then everybody's getting their food and stuff, and so then, then my friend, um, shout out to Laura, um, my friend Laura, it walks up to this guy and is just like, hey, we need to talk, and so then she, like, brings him around this corner, and I, like, overhear bits and pieces of the conversation, and she's just like, look, I get that you like this girl, but that was not okay, (laughs) and that, that was the dream. It's pretty awesome. That's such like a jerky youth pastor thing to do. <laughs> I know. You know what? Now that I think about it, dreams are kind of like AI, where a lot of different parts of it make sense individually, but it just puts it all together in such a strange way. I know. You know? Yeah. Definitely. That's a whole, that's awesome. Yeah. Ah. Like Liam Neeson on a lawnmower. Yep. I like my friend who built a PC out of cheese. <laughs> or you should. Or when the capital, (laughs) (laughs) or when you actually put a note down for a virus. Did you tell that story? Oh, I never did. I never told on the podcast. So, uh, okay. So there's this YouTuber I watch. His name is basically homeless. This is in real life, not in a dream. Basically homeless. Yeah. Is that like basically his name, or is that is his name? That's his YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, It's actually he's actually a Christian guy, and he's hilarious. If you're Mm -hmm. into tech stuff, you should definitely watch him. He's funny, but. He uh he he basically just downloads viruses, like oh that's his, that's what he does half the time. No. And so I I watched a few of those videos not long before this, and I was like thinking about viruses, you know, because I do that. <laughs> and so I'm I'm going to bed, and I'm I I start having that one of those dreams, like right as you're falling asleep, you start having the dream. And so I'm having the dream. I'm watching this tech video, and this Indian guy is talking about this very common virus that you get. So he's saying, this virus is very common and you can get it downloaded if you download this certain thing and make sure that you uninstall it because it's very dangerous. It's called Dolminer. And it was like a picture of an Among Us guy holding a Minecraft pickaxe. Oh and that would just like follow you everywhere on your PC. And I was like, oh, shoot, I think I downloaded that the other day. 
And so I woke up and I, I look on Microsoft to do on my Apple Watch. I'm like, I gotta remember to uninstall that. So I actually, no. in real life, I wrote down a reminder to uninstall a virus that I dreamt about. <laughs> That's so. And I, I forgot about it. Like the next morning, I saw you guys, and I was like <laughs> looking through my to do list. I was like, I forgot I did that. Oh my word! It's funny. Just like how you actually thought that that was a real thing. In I the was of the so night. convinced. Yeah, you <laughs> actually. Like, I think about viruses a lot. It's random. But apparently I, I think about them more than I thought I, I did. So the other night I had another dream that I got like a really bad virus, which it's actually kind of true because I did actually get a virus on my computer. I got rid of it. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, but I had another dream that like I got this really bad virus. I think it was the Hydra virus where it just like you close a window and another one opens and it just keeps happening and you can't get rid of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Fun. Wow. Do you guys have a dream you'd like to share? Not really. Generally, I don't remember my dreams. So, yeah. Okay. Real quick right. shout out though. Shout out to my mom. Oh, yes. See Mario. Yes. <laughs> so this whole time, me and a man were so hyped because this one person was like our biggest fan, right? <laughs> and uh, so uh, we, so for the longest time, we thought See Mario was somebody we didn't know. And one day, I it was on my episode where she was like. I'm so, I love this episode. I love to hear about your love of literature. And then I talk with my Celia's mom. She tells me that exact same thing. I'm like, wait a minute. So then I start thinking about all the comments, and then I realize that all those comments were stuff that my Celia's mom told us in real life. And so next time, I uh, I saw my Celia. I was like. Is C. Mario your mom? She goes, you finally figured it out. So shout out to C. Mario. C. Mario. Yeah, that's great. Yes, shout out to all our moms. We wouldn't yes. be there guys, without him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Without them, sorry. Moms are oh, great. Shout out to yeah, dads mom. as well, because we also would not be there without them. That's, that's very true. true. Pretty cool. Be there or here? We wouldn't exist. Yeah, we wouldn't be there or and here. And they no. wouldn't exist without their parents. So shout out to our grandparents. Yes. Uh, let, let's stop and that their there. Parents. Before it, no, 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 no. And their aunts and uncles, guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. And literally every decision that led to us being born. Yes. Shout out to Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not them. <laughs> shout out to God, guys. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Holy day of Gloria, let's go. This sounds like the average YouTuber, like, uh, I'm a Christian, and then their video, it's like, shout out to... It's like, when is the video actually getting to the point? Alrighty. Well, now that we've done that... We're still in this, ladies, if we want to be. Why don't we go to challenge? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it is getting long. I'm running running out of podcasting energy right now. Bye. All right, that was perfect. Thank you. We're gonna do um, our challenge segment, which we will be doing another AI generated skit. Because they're just so legendary. It's it's the crowd pleaser segment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a man is typing it up. Yes. So, sorry, guys. Probably be a lot of uh, random talk until we figure out what the heck we are doing. There'll be a lot of clicky clack. Oh, my word.
How echoey do I sound? Echo. Okay, so echo. this one's echo. about, it's called The Great Copy Heist. Ooh. The, sorry, The Great Office Copy Heist. And uh, it's starring Alex, the office manager, Lena, the copy enthusiast, Max, the tech geek, Eva, the health nut, and Sam, the sleep-deprived intern. I'll take that this guy. This is so good. No, I think that's more a man. No, no he's the so. tech nerd. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I'll take the sleep-deprived one. No, I want that. No, I want the sleep-deprived one. No, no, I want it. I want the sleep-deprived one. It's Max, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it? It could be Maxine. Maxine. No, Let's go back to just, the characters again. Just the part of uh, being sleep deprived is accurate. Right? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, we can try this one. It's not terribly long, so. Uh, oh so wow! Can... There's there's even separate scenes. Eh? Yeah, I really went all. So how are we all gonna read? This? Yeah, I'm gonna text you guys a picture. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, cool. All right. Insert Jeopardy music. Do do do. Actually, there might be copyrights. I may not want to do that. Oh yeah. I mean, we did it last time. Seriously. Kind of. I didn't hear I, I did a very bad job of it. Oh, wait, no, well, no, like actually playing it. I was what I'm saying. Actually, like playing the song. Sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, it's funny. When I listen to the episode, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't know my Celia did that too. Like, we both did it, and I didn't even realize. <laughs> okay, these pictures are, uh, you're going to have to, oh, no, I actually cropped it kind of closely. So, yeah, there's two of them. Sorry for the quality, but, you know, we're just trying to make this quick. And if this one isn't good, never fear, audience, we'll make another one, because... Never fear, because AI is here! Wait, are you yep. sending to this to the... <laughs> That'd be well, I think just... we wanted to keep that name covert. <laughs> I sent this one to four people. A man, please oh, remember okay. to censor that. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want the group chat getting leaked. Oh, <laughs> must I really? You must. Yes, please. Okay, so there's Alex, Lena, Max, Eva, and Sam. I call Sam. I call Max. Uh, I call. Oh, can I be Eva. Lena? I'll be Eva. Okay. All right. So, okay, who you took out? Who's taking Okay, I'll be Alex. I'll be the office manager. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't really know which ones were taken. Eva, the health nut. I would not say I'm a health nut, but now I am. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Alright, who am I? Alright, so I'm Alex, so I'll That's start this. Question. I'll start is it are we recording? Yeah. Okay, sweet, I'll start it. Um Holding Alex holding a pot of coffee. Good morning, team. Time for a daily caffeine fix. <laughs> ah, the sweet elixir of life. Coffee, my love. Did you know that coffee beans are actually seeds and they're related to cherries? I prefer green tea. It's full of antioxidants. Uh, can we just get this over with? I need my coffee ASAP. Alright everyone, let's pour ourselves some Java. But remember, we're on a tight budget. No wastage. Max, have you noticed? The coffee pot seems smaller today. You're right. It's That's like a miniaturized you. version. Shut up. Wait, no. <laughs> I'm Max. I'm Max. Oh wait, You're sorry. Alex. Oh, they yeah. all end with X, sorry. Yeah. You're right, it's like a miniaturized version. Maybe it's a conspiracy. Conspiracies? I'm out. I'll stick to my herbal tea. Uh, why does this cup look like a shot glass? <laughs> <laughs> that one's you, fat rat. Oh, pfft. okay, folks. Let's not panic. Maybe it's just an optical illusion. So, scene three. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, we were oopsie. All confused. 
Oh Lena? my gosh. Okay. Alex, come here. Look inside. It's a coffee bean heist. Someone's been stealing our precious beans. She's been acting suspiciously. Eva, maybe she's the bean bandit. I'm innocent. I was just admiring the coffee pot's design. Found this little coffee bean under the table. Evidence. All right, team. We need to catch the culprit. Lena, stake out the bread break room tonight. On it. I'll be the coffee detective. Mm, maybe I should switch to decaf. And that's the end. <laughs> God, that that's, was... that's the whole end, though. That's like... That was kind of sad. That yeah. was. That was. We bad. never. We never found out who the coffee thief was. No. I just say it was Lena. Yep, Lena. For Let's ask oh, yeah. AI because we're curious. Who yeah. was? Yeah. Who did this? Who actually was the coffee? Which comment down below, guys? Do you guys prefer tea or coffee? Yeah, coffee. Coffee. No one asked you. I love tea though, but coffee, oh, I just can't beat it. It was Sam. <gasps> that makes sense because he wanted to switch to decaf. Oh. While everyone else was busy investigating, Sam quietly sipped the last drop of coffee and slipped away unnoticed. Perhaps it was the lack of caffeine that drove Sam to commit this daring act. The tiny coffee bean found under the table was the smoking gun. Alrighty. Wow. Uh, should we do another? No. I mean, unless everybody else wants to. I don't, I don't care. We could try a bit more interesting prompts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one was pretty <laughs> was short, kind of so we can we can do another one to fill time. Other than just write a skit with five people. Right. Write a comedy skit with five people. Write a comedy skit about five people from the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude, that sounds awesome. Okay, this will be interesting. The prompt has been entered. Entered. That's the word. Entered. It's called Avengers, the Office Shenanigans. <laughs> What's with them in offices? I don't know. So we got Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk, Black Widow, and Thor. I call Thor. <laughs> I'll be Iron Man. I'll be Captain America. I'll be the Hulk. Wait, who? who, who what is so you're Tony Stark. Or Black Widow. Would you rather be Black Widow or Hulk? I'll be Black Widow. <laughs> I, I that, yeah. Wait, who's Tony Stark? I feel like that was a hard decision. <laughs> Wait, are you? Oh yeah, you're Iron Man. Yeah. Honestly, that's Stony Tark. <laughs> Tony Stank. <laughs> huh. All right. Well, we're just kind of waiting for it to finish generating. So do, 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 do. we should do it live. Live pod. Live skit reaction. Dun dun. Wow. Oh my gosh, a man! You have a fidget cube. Uh, yeah. <gasps> I, Back when they were cool. Yeah. I remember that. I loved fit. Those were like the OG fidget, fidget spinners before, like, because fidget spinners are overrated. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. I do remember we were, we had some sort of testing and, like, you know, like school testing, see, like, what grade level you're at type thing. And it was, like, a bunch of people and a man was there and then one of our other friends. And they were both just playing with a fidget spinner and trying to see if they could like balance it on their thumb and try and do all these cool things and then they had the fidget cube and I just thought it was so cool and like third. Yeah. See I was cool and I could almost balance the fidget spinner on my nose. A few times I could it was depends on the fidget spinner. Wow. That's, That's impressive wow. actually. Alright we got it all generated. I'm just taking the pictures now. Why are there pictures within the No it wasn't. That was, that was before. Uh, AI just pulled that as a reference. They were 
Oh. Oh, sure. Okay. We don't know what we look like? Um. Yeah, I've never looked in the mirror in my life. Might be a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Wait. Whoa! <laughs> That Sorry. is savage. <laughs> Dang. Sorry. Let's do the Oh, pretty much. <laughs> First time. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm Something sorry, Farrah. It's okay. It's okay. I know it was a joke. You're gonna have to look for the right. scene selection, by the way, because it's uh, yeah, I can't crop it perfectly. That's all right. Okay, so I'm I'm the Hulk, just like in real life. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're they're sending. Oh yeah, they haven't sent yet. Bum 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 bum. Bum bum. Might have to cut this. No. I will no. singing. I'm in the man's basement and I'm singing. Please continue. Delightful. No. Oh, oh can you? We were watching. Marco Polo when I was streaming Brady singing. Sky I saw you halfway through it leave. <laughs> I, I was like, that's bad. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't watch that whole thing either. That was painful. Wait, real quick, I just want to play a little segment when uh, Fat Rat did a, a high pitch. Copyright, thing. copyright. I'm actually playing the song. It's copyright. No. That, what? Uh, comedy No, no, no. Here. This. Yeah. Oh, oh, you right. weren't playing a song. <laughs> wait, wait, you should do the last one that you did. That yes. Was of you. That was hilarious. the power of love. Oh my gosh. Wait, no. <laughs> That's what it's saying. Uh, <laughs> yes. love, yeah. That All right, anyway. The same one that we're thinking of. Oh, where does it say? Okay. All right. Scene one, the break. All right. Yep. The Avengers gather in the break room. Tony is sipping coffee. Steve is reading a newspaper. Bruce is nervously sharpening a knife. And Thor <laughs> is trying to a microwave meal near. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, so Cap, how's that crossword puzzle coming along? Four-letter word for mischief. Loki, obviously. Why won't this vending machine accept my dollar? Is it because I'm green? <laughs> Bruce, just Hulk smash it. Problem solved. Verily, this mortal brew lacks a fire of Asgardian need. <laughs> Uh, uh, hey Cap, uh, I think your shield can withstand a little fun. What do you have in mind, Stark? Let's play shield frisbee down the hallway. Winner gets to be the next Avenger to lift Mjolnir. Uh, guys, maybe we should... Oh, wait, who's gonna read that? Oh, yeah, prang, 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 prang. Oh. <laughs> I'm just gonna add sound effects, but no, yeah, I'm good. That's perfect. <laughs> smooth, smooth, genius. Wait, who's Fury? Uh, what? Avengers, we have a new threat. <laughs> uh, hold on, Nick. Uh, Thor, can you mute your meat slurping? <laughs> I shall not silence my me to serve an audience. <laughs> Fury, can we put. Can we postpone the apocalypse? We're in the middle of a heated debate. Debate. Thank you. Yeah. Debate. <laughs> you only took a picture of half the that. Sorry. Oh, I did it again on the last. What the heck? How did I do it for every single picture? All right. Bruce. 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. 
One of our actors quit, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Which one are we on? We are on D4, right? D4, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. <sighs> Wait, we're in an elevator, by the way. Yes. Why do we build this thing so small? It's called Team Bonding, bonding Banner. Fear not. Com- comrades. <laughs> Neil Nier shall protect us. Ah, great. Now we're stuck between floors with Thor, God of Thunder, and a vending machine that doesn't work. That hates Bruce. No! That hates Bruce, I had to guess. <laughs> Wait, okay. So now we're back in the break room. Oh, oh, okay. Chaos reigns. Hulk has flipped over the machine. Thor is belting out Asgardian ballads. And Tony is dancing on the coffee table. <laughs> what? Can't we just save the world like normal people? Normal is overrated, Cap. I guess we're the irregular Avengers. Uh, to chaos, comrade, and caffeinated heroics, comrade. I think, I think it got the caffeinated thought, from I the previous I, sketch. Yes, probably. <laughs> and. and. Alrighty. <laughs> wow. That was exhilarating. I'm so confused. I yeah. like. Yeah, were they saving I the like world? How Steve just appeared. Not, not Steve, uh, uh, Nick Fury just appeared. <laughs> exactly. Wait. He's an apparition. Oh, is this a new one? Okay, yeah, I was looking at the wrong picture. I'm like, you guys, we aren't done. I didn't get to say all my lines. <laughs> well, thank wow. you for listening to this 35th episode, and thank you all for coming on. Except a man, he's always here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for yeah. having us. Yeah, yeah. thanks. This was so super fun. We'll definitely have to do this again, especially since we got this microphone ordeal worked out, I think. Yeah, this time I won't force you to have me back. You can do it yourself. <laughs> Good. I mean, if we have the Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Alrighty. So, as usual, if you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review, written in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Share with all your friends. And make sure to hit the bell to get notified every time we release an episode at Friday at 6 o'clock. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all we got for you y'all bye oh, sorry, bye. Sorry. Sorry. bye bye mom <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Uh.